When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to this episode. I am your host, Jen Duplessis, and today I have a fun, fun guest with me, Lou Diamond, (laughs) who's a real great friend now. Um, We met at New Media Summit, uh, you know, several months ago in San Diego, and uh, then we helped each other, you know, at any event. Well, actually, Lou, you helped me, but we ended up helping each other, helping each other. Uh, by co-hosting or co-emceeing a big real estate event in New York City. And we just hit it off. We had so much fun and had way too much mini cocktails afterwards, but we had a really, really good time. And, uh, you know, so I'm just so excited to have Lou on the show. So let me introduce you to Lou. He is a connector, a motivator, an an entrepreneur, a leader, and a thriver. He is the founder and host of Thrive Loud, which you can see on the screen if you're watching us on YouTube. Thrive Loud podcast currently ranked, or what are you ranked now? I know you've been number three. You've been as as high as number three. We're always, look, every day it changes in certain categories. In marketing, I think we're like 25. We're in the top 100 at times. You could drop in, you drop out. There's so many shows. Who could keep up? But we have a lot of listeners. It's a lot of fun. But it's great when you can say you were there and then then leave, you know, and that's that's exciting. So um, (laughs) anyway, so, you know, he's just really, really motivational and I felt like he would be a fantastic guest for us because, you know, so many of us are thinking about what, what's next for us, you know, what is next, no matter where we are in our businesses and our lives, what's next. And so Lou is going to talk about that. So Lou, without further ado, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. No, I would thank you. First of all, Jen, and it's so great to hang out with you again. Uh, for those of you who ever want to have a privilege co-host not only share the stage with somebody, but also run an entire room of what must have been about over 3,000 people that ran in and out and watched all of our stuff. And I think uh, our feet fell off. I'm pretty sure. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. It was fun. Uh, we have a good balance. You have a great message. And I think your program is awesome too. So excited. Oh, thank to you. Thank you so much. See, this is why I love you so much. I just hang around with you and I can get my head exploding. <laughs> awesome. So, Lou, tell us a little bit about you because, you know, I know about you, but tell us how you got to this point because you've got a a really cool background that has led you to this expertise that you have and being able to help people lead and, you know, get motivated, all of those wonderful things, achieve wonderful success. Jen, I love to share with people that I was put on this planet to work with the most amazing companies, leaders, and brands and help them thrive through the power of connecting. I've always been one of those people that was a very client-facing type of person, the salesy type of person, 
but I realized that I had a unique way of doing it my entire life. And I found I was really good in developing businesses, connecting marketing messages, but maybe most specifically for your listeners, helping leaders thrive, helping them not only figure out how they can manage the people that work in their organization, but help them connect to their customers, to their brands, to the outside world, to investors, and create a platform that really elevates them to the next level. And the irony is all the skills about connecting are applicable for business development, for marketing, and for leadership. And it's just a matter of how you shape it. So that's been, I guess, the muscles that I help a lot of organizations uh, work on. And it's spectacular. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and but you started in not yeah. but you, but <laughs> and you <me>. started <laughs> and you started in the financial sector. Even before that, to really go back, I probably learned all the lessons I ever needed uh, in a very very small sixty foot by nine feet wide jewelry store in downtown Brooklyn, New York, which my father owned. Oh. And I probably was put to work way too early. I'm going to not throw him under the bus because I think child laws would be would be violated right. at this point. Um, although they think the statute of limitations would have passed. Uh, but it was, it was the best way. That's actually how I learned to connect with individuals. And I then went to college and I worked in consulting for a very long time and in financial services specifically, but always on that sales side and helping to promote and sell businesses. And then to your point, I did. I worked on Wall Street for a very long time. And there were windows of time that I loved it. Yeah. And then I started to realize that the superpowers I had been building throughout my career were ready to explode, but they were being capped in the place that I was in. Yeah. So eventually I had a very successful career in Wall Street, wanted to change and wanted to take this power of connecting to many different industries, many different platforms, which led me to become an author which is where I wrote Master the Art of Connecting, all the skills that you need to do to do that. And then a consultant again and running my business Thrive and eventually creating this thing called Thrive Loud, which is not only a podcast, but it has become a way of life. And Thrive Loud, the show is, is about those that are thriving in their lives, their businesses and their passions. Yeah, so I'm bringing together all these connections throughout my life and showing people how they can grow their world through connections. And in doing that, that's how you're able to launch, whether it's your company, your personal mission, the direction you want to head into, all of these things are ways that we can really elevate ourselves. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. And I think, you know, a lot of people are in that kind of spot. You know, I I think back on my, uh, you know, long career and feeling coveted, right? And and it was funny, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, you felt kind of trapped in it. And I'm sure that some of our listeners can, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can feel that same way is, I remember, you know, because I did mortgages and it was kind of, you know, after 35 years, it was a little mundane. Mm-hmm. And I would tell people, you know, uh, they say, why do you do speaking and teaching and all that stuff? And I said, it was my fix. And I kept going, oh, it was my fix. You know, <laughs> like I get really bored and then I go, I need a fix. I got to go out. I got to, you know, ugh, I got to get out there and I've got to do something that, that really just charges me up because this wasn't charging me up the way it used to. Right. So you can imagine that a lot of people are in that same spot. And where, where do you get the, the gumption to get out there and actually make that change? Because I think yeah. that's what a lot of people are, you know, losing sleep at night thinking, 
I want to do this, but I'm afraid to do it. So what are some of the things that propelled you or the advice that you can give people that propels them to turn that switch and, and pull that trigger and make that change? Two things I want to jump into before I go into how you face the fear and move through and into courage. For the uh, audio listeners here, you didn't get a chance to watch Jen actually tapping her arm like a heroin addict for the fix. And that is the image I'm going to have for the rest of the day. Because if there was ever somebody that wouldn't fit into that mix, it's Jen. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's, it's just a funny analogy. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. so back to the point of, of, look, when I wrote Master the Art of Connecting, I talk about strengthening your connecting core. And this is not just a physical workout. These are the things and the muscles that we have on how you need to be to be a master connector. And one of those muscles is a fearless mindset. And to your point, yes, for those people who are afraid to take the leap and actually are being held back, guess what? That fear is real. It is a real fear that you have. It is something that is inside of you. And it's okay to have these fears. I want to start off with this. We would not be human if we didn't have these fears. Having the fear, in fact, is essential because to achieve a fearless mindset, to make the leap, to make the change, to make the move, you have to understand what that fear is and what you need to do to move through it into courage. So let's just talk about why people are held back. I think most notably, this is where it all leads down to, is people are afraid to change the environment they're in because they're cozy and comfortable, and the new thing that they're doing is uncertain, unclear, and risky. Yeah, unknown. And there's a fear that's really embedded if we dig back a little deeper, Jen, and that fear is the fear of failure. Mm -hmm. We're afraid that if we take that step, we're going to fail. I think you and I know this better than most because we fail every single day. (laughs) And if you don't fail every single day, you cannot succeed. You need to fail a whole bunch of times for you to win. In fact, we talk about, you know, the baseball analogy, you know, you need to, the best baseball hitters fail seven out of 10 times. Right. You have to actually fail these times and you have to take these chances. Now, sometimes a lot of the change is, oh, well, if I leave this safe job that I have where I'm getting paid a salary, mm. I'm going to forego that into doing something maybe entrepreneurial or even moving to another job and not sure what the move up might be. Right. Great leaders need to take these leaps. A great friend of mine who was actually a guest on Thrive Loud, who's actually younger than me, but I always look up to him and I'm taller than him. So I have no idea why that is. But anyway. His name is Jason Brand. He's, uh, he's been one of the most successful guys in, in Wall Street and actually now is what we'll call an agricultural entrepreneur. He had a lesson that he and I spoke about because he actually hired me to work on Wall Street when I came from consulting. And Jason said to me, there's two things that you need to do. Either you work, if you're either going to work for somebody else, or you're going to be an entrepreneur. And yeah. his belief was, if you go work for somebody else, go work in a place where they pay you so much money that it's actually worth working for somebody else. Okay. And that's what people do. But otherwise, you want to have those own decisions and those, that own risk and your ability to step forward. That has always been something that has resonated in my life. And I think it's something that I recognize that I worked for somebody else until the dollars didn't make sense anymore, or I wasn't being fulfilled inside. And that was the leap I wanted to take. 
Yeah. That was another glass ceiling that you broke through. Yeah. Yeah. I took a drop down after doing it, went from all the way up here, from those who are not watching, about yeah. like a really high number down to a non-existent number, probably even a loss in those first couple of years. But knowing two things, one, that eventually I would move up and make more money in the ways and be able to support my family in the way I wanted to, doing the thing that I love most right. and following my passion each and every day. You know how there's those pictures, Jen, that they show you, here's the picture of you and here's the picture of you 10 years ago. Yes. I just looked at one of those and in that 10-year window, I was working on Wall Street. Now, mm. I looked older then. Than you do than now. I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Funny you said that because I just went to a Christmas party, right? To a holiday party for one of my clients. And, you know, she said, you know, we talk on the phone all the time, but I don't see you all the time. And, and she said, why do you, you look beautiful? You look wonderful. You do. Why? And I'm going, because <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. And I'm worried. Listen, I'm worried. We all Everyone. work for entrepreneurs, right? We're unemployed every, the beginning of every month, <laughs> unless we're doing something to make That's a right. difference, right? And, uh, you know, but I'm happier than I've ever been. Isn't that the funniest thing? So to your listeners who are doing this, the steps that I use to move through your fear and into courage, here's my three-step thing. First of all, you got to identify the fear. You have to give the fear a name. For those of you out there, my biggest fear, it's actually, you guys can't see it because it's behind the camera on, on the wall in front of us here, it says <laughs> mediocrity. Mm. Mm -hmm. To me, being mediocre feels like failing because I want to be above average. I want to be the best at what I do. So mediocre becomes this launch pad for me. So first, I've named the fear. I don't want to be mediocre now. Yeah, yeah. Two, you have to look at the fear and spin it on its head. Take the fear after you've named it, mm -hmm. spin it on its head and say, hey, being mediocre still means I'm better than half the world. <laughs> no kidding. Okay, well, think about that. Now, that's actually a pretty big accomplishment. We're not talking about you are at a zero. You're actually halfway there. Yeah. So your perception of where you are is, okay, so from that, now I've spun that fear, and now I'm basically going to say, I'm going to use that as, figure out a way to use that as the launch pad to move you up. And yeah. that's the recognition phase where you basically say, you know what, I'm better than the half the people, but I'm going to use this as my trampoline to figure out how I can move forward. I know what it feels like to be average at times. I know what it feels like to recognize that I wanna be better and that's a constant driver, but I know that by spinning this, it's the bounce to know that, hey, if I'm feeling on an average day, that means that there's gonna be many more positive days to come. So that method of walking through your fear, naming it, feeling what it feels like to identify it and spin it on its head and bounce up to the next level, that's a way to move through that fear. So everyone faces it. And anyone who's thinking about trying to figure out how to overcome it, that's what you do. And by the way, that could be how you lead your company, how you lead yourself, how you lead your family, how you make the decisions that are hard, but we all have to do them. And if we go with this, it's going to make us feel a lot better and, and certainly enable us to know that we understand that fear and we know how to move through it. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think, you know, one thing just for, you know, more encouragement for everyone too, is it takes a lot of courage to even consider coming out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And, and people should recognize that that, you know, in your example of mediocrity, right, it's 50%. Is it, you're better than, it's not even 50%. You're better than probably 97% of the people out there that won't ever take that risk and see those wonderful opportunities in their lives, right? 
Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about it means you're more courageous than most people, you know, to move it forward. I think it's important for anyone who's trying to make a tough decision. We all face fears every day as with every decision we have. We've just managed to do those things maybe, and we've ranged and valued them in different ways. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to recognize that even the smallest fears are ones that we can actually move through. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So I want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about connection because there's a lot of, there's a lot of definitions of connection. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that our listeners have clarity in what you're talking about for connection. Because when I think of connection for me, I feel, in fact, I'm an intuitive connector. That's one of my avatars, right? Or my anthems that intuitively I know how to connect people. I know how to make the connection. But is this the type of connection you're talking about? Is it included in the connection that you're talking about? So you, would you mind sharing a little bit more about what you mean by, you know, making connections to uh, totally. forge forward? I do this fun little visual diagram when I talk about connections, but I'll do my best to explain it. Okay. So the way I like to think of it is uh, think about yourself and the way you see people. Um, I'm looking at Jen right now and I see Jen. And obviously, if I didn't know her, I would just recognize her as a human being, another person. And I would think of her as a person. But the reality is, is that when I see Jen, I see her a lot differently. I actually see her, and this is actually true almost graphically, like there's this very large bubble around her. And the bubble around her is her world. And it's all the things that Jen brings to us. And because of Jen's lovely imagery, and I'm looking over her shoulder, I see her book. I know her brand. I know her business. I've had a chance to meet her husband. I've had a chance to see what she does on stage. And I know where she's from and what what her history is. These almost pop up like visual assets around Jen. And that's actually how I see the world. When I see people, I don't just see them as that individual piece. I see the world around them and all these little assets, these visual assets that are the things that make up who Jen is. Now, I myself have a world around me that make up for all the things that I do, the places I've worked, the things I've described to you on the phone, my podcast, the clients I've worked with, my family, all of that, the play, New York, all those things that people would represent, and that's how they see me. But there's an, a magical thing here in a connection. When you look at a target that you are trying to connect with, what you're actually trying to do is see where these worlds, these bubbles, if you would, where they can overlap, where they can intersect. Right. And when you overlap and these two circles come together and they overlap on where they do overlap, and, and we've shared in this, in this show, Jen's been a guest on my podcast show. I'm now one on hers. We've both shared the stage together. Our connections are actually getting more intertwined. Right. And by doing that, I'm actually taking a piece of Jen's world and incorporating it into mine. And more importantly, she also is taking a piece of my world together. We went up to the moon and we were looking down at the world and we looked at Lou and Jen or the whole world. You'd see all these connections hubbing up together. And I'm just using the one of me and Jen. Right. Think of all the other connections she has. Think of all these listeners on the show. Think of all the people that are adding to Jen's world. Mm-hmm. The more you establish these strong connections with people that more and more overlap, your world grows, your power grows, your skill sets grow, and your ability to connect to others grow. Master connectors are those who are actually able to bring all these assets into a room. When Jen Duplessis walks into a room, there is an energy about her. It is not just her lovely looks and beautiful hair. 
I don't have hair, so it's okay for the <laughs> listeners here that don't know this. Uh, but what I will tell you is that like a gravitational force, it's not so much that you have to now go out and add new connections. People want to connect to you because that power of all those other connections, which is comprised and made you this amazing individual, is an incredibly attractive thing that brings people to you. And when you have that, you have power, you have relationships, you have the ability to grow your world and others. That's what that. connection is. I love is. it. And uh, by the way, your visual's fantastic. I just see all these little bubble heads that have together. <laughs> I know, we're all kind of walking around with our heads. That, I don't know why it went to my head, right? It, just my head, not my little whole pop heads. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and social <laughs> media helps with this. Social media helps with this too because I, I think about it. A lot of those visuals that you have of those assets when you see someone you haven't seen for a while, yeah. you may have seen them post something like, hey, I just saw that you were on this trip. And you went on this vacation and you went to this concert or you just celebrated this milestone occasion. Those things pop up and, and that is how we connect to other people. And the graphical component of being able to do that is a wonderful thing that social media brings to us today because we can't always see everybody every single day. But when we do, talking about and addressing those little bubbles is huge because those are the things that are connecting with others. Yeah, it's like a little, it's like, uh, it's, I'm not stealing, but consuming brain cells, you know, I mean, yeah. what ends up happening is you, you remember. Okay, so, you know, as you're describing this, I'm saying, oh, this is wonderful, because I can see it, right? Because I'm, I'm a big connector, so I can see it. But what if someone isn't? What if someone's yeah. been, you know, sitting in an office for so long, and they're not really a connector, or, you know, their personality type isn't really like that, and they're not, because I do know people this way, you know, where I've got, I said, hey, I want to connect you. And they don't get it. They're like, oh, why are we connecting? I don't understand. You know, like when I introduced you to Mark, right? right. Mark Mitra, you know, I said, hey, I really want to connect the two of you. And it was like, I mean, my gosh, you guys just really connected because he's a connector. Yeah. But what if someone isn't a connector? I mean, what are some things that you could do rather than just looking at the person as a person? What are some things that you could do to start downloading some connecting thing? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is be curious. Oh, yeah. Well, what are some tactics that, that you would suggest to people? So I introduced here, I, I teased about the connecting core and the ways you got to do it. And the connecting core, by the way, I use an acronym. I was in consulting for a really long time. So <laughs> I call it the SAFE, S-A-F-E. Okay. And, and the SAFE, and I'm going to work backwards because working backwards is actually how you become a master connector. Awesome. To your point, Jen, the E stands for the power of empathy. And okay. it really starts with the most core skill of empathy, and that's listening and listening to others. And when you listen, to your point, being curious, embracing curiosity. There is such power, and I go through this in a whole way about the different levels of listening, and there's such power when you ask really great questions to, which will help start conversations that will build relationships with who you connect with. That's really what happens. So just simply asking great questions because if I'm asking questions to you, just like you are on this podcast show, you're asking me and we're spoiling the world here because you're asking me these questions, but a whole other bunch of people are like flies on the wall listening to this show or watching it on the YouTube channel. And they're getting a chance to see my very weird, loud fleece, but also <laughs> they get to see this power that I'm bringing together on how you can connect. Yeah. So the person who is not maybe as loquacious or outgoing could be introverted. I want to make this clear. You don't need to be on stage or a speaker or a consultant right. to connect or this big personality. In fact, many of the people that you connect with are just like you on that level or 
there are certain things I learn from these more quiet, intro, naturally introverted people more so because I want them in my world too. And that's the important thing. Don't think that just because you see someone that has different personality traits that they're not going to add value to your world or you don't think that you're going to add value to theirs. So literally by learning about other people, by asking about what they're doing, by understanding what their business is, what their personal goals are, having these conversations, start relationships. And it does work. And you can do this in person as we're talking right now. You also can do this digitally. And there's ways that you can do it that way as well through LinkedIn and certain connections and eventually building a rapport to get to be in person. Yeah. And that's where it starts. So to your point, listening and asking really powerful questions, embracing curiosity is where you can start. And you don't need to feel that you have to jump out and you know have a whole social media presence or go in front of a stage and talk to everybody. You can build it up in a way that works best for your world. Yeah. So I want to comment on it before you go back, you know, start going backwards in, the, in all the other things too. I was just uh, coaching a client yesterday and he's a fisherman. And so everything he does is about fisher, fishing. So, you know, think yeah. about them and I, and I shouldn't stereotype, but think about the mentality of a fisherman to me. He's, and this, he's typical, very quiet, very methodical, likes to yeah. chit chat, you know, but it's not a lot of chit chat. He just likes to have warm conversations with people but he's not assertive in a way that um, allows for him to actually get business because he just has nice conversations with people. Right. But what I found is that he was having very superficial conversations with people and not having that depth of conversation. And I, I call it the dot, dot, dot method because we tend to say, how are you today? Good period. (laughs) Right. Not not moving on to that next step. Right. Right. that's great. So the dot, dot, dot is, oh, that's wonderful. So, you know, do you have any fun plans for the holiday coming up? Period. Right? No, we don't have any plans. Period. Right? Or, yeah, we do. We're doing this, that, and the other. And people, oh, that's cool. Dot. Right? And so what we want to do is do dot, dot, dot. Oh, my gosh, that sounds really good. So, I mean, do you have a lot of people coming? What's the deal? Who's coming? How many kids do you have? Oh, my gosh. Right? It, it starts in, in, I called it curiosity in the beginning, but you know, it just starts with, with that second level of questioning. You know, it's not just asking one good question, but asking a multitude of questions that stems from your point, empathy and curiosity yeah. to learn more about this human that's in front of you. I can't, I can't tell you uh, how great it is to be able to ask questions, but also when you open yourself up to stepping into curiosity, and that's really what you're doing because I've always joked about this and said, I could have a conversation with someone and let's, let's use your fishing example. I've gone fishing and it's not necessarily my passion. It's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And let's say I get into a conversation with someone about fishing and, and I really want to know, well, why do you like it so much? What, what is it about fishing? And if you start driving down that road and learning what it is, you're embracing curiosity because you're trying to understand it. This is important from our little circle example before we might not overlap on that particular connection. Right. However, I know plenty of people that love to fish Mm -hmm. and would love to hear more about this particular story. And in fact, this is where master connectors come in and be like, listen, this sounds really great. And while I'm not necessarily as interested in going fishing with you, I know a bunch of people that might be right up your alley who I'd love to introduce you to or connect you to because they're in my world. When you now bridge the gap and help to connect people into your world, first of all, I can't even tell you how powerful this is. 
you are already branded in their world as somebody that can bring people together. Yeah. But you're doing a multiplicative thing. You're connecting other people into one world through you. Just think how big your world has just gotten just by doing that. We've done the, the one-on-one example and made it one-on-many. That type of a power happens from that power of empathy and curiosity and listening. Not yeah. talking so much. Less is more. I love the people who don't talk so much because they could be really short, but I do agree with the dot, dot, dot theory. You need to kind of bridge the gap and it just can't end right there. <laughs> well, and yeah, and especially, you know, if you met someone, let's just say you met someone like me. There yeah. is no one like you. Listeners, let it be known. <laughs> Thank you. Nobody. <laughs> but you met someone like me, and if you just asked me some very superficial questions, you wouldn't know some very you know, yeah. deep things that a lot of people know about me, that you know, I'm a competitive ballroom dancer, that I'm an expert marksman, right? I do know uh, this. That there's don't, a, don't mess yeah, with her. Yeah, don't mess with me. <laughs> right, go ahead, make my day. She'll take um, you out from 100 yards. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but you wouldn't know those things if you didn't go deep enough and that right. you could be just that next question away from something that, that connects thousands and thousands yes. of people. I, the way I look at it is for those that are afraid to embark on those things, recognize that failure rule is true in asking those questions too. Make it clear, you don't always connect with everybody. Right. Um, you're trying, though, to find some way that people at least can see the world that you're about and where those opportunities are. Because what does happen is that someone will recognize that that's someone that you should connect to. Recently, I spoke at this networking event. It was actually a Cornell University, the CEM, the Cornell Entrepreneur Network event. Uh, it was a lot of fun, too, by the way, because there was a live stream and I had like friends and family watching the live stream. So I literally was getting oh, questions yeah. from them in the Q&A, yeah. which, which was a little odd. But in that group, we talked about something that I love to do, and this is what I want your listeners to think about. I don't want you to think about networking meetings. Networking is the wrong word. I call it connect working. Mm -hmm. Your purpose of the networking meeting is not to grow your network. Your purpose is to find connections. Yes. So to use that platform, I actually gave a whole presentation on the things you need to have going into those meetings and the things you need to do. So there are clear cuts. To your dot, 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 there's follow-up steps. There's next steps. There's things you need to do to prepare before you even go into those networking meetings to actually come up with a clear game plan and a goal. All of that is vital because this skill set is something you need to work on. As I mentioned, these are muscles, and these muscles are things you got to work on every day to work them out to keep them toned and fit. And that'll make your world that much more flexible, strong. Yeah, and I always think of it sort of, I, you know, maybe I should use the, ma- I'm going to use the matrix as a better, you know, example, because, you yeah. know, instead of that linear thinking, which I'm a linear thinker. So for me, you know, it's good that I can actually. Dot, think. dot, dot. You are a linear course, thinker. I'm yes. very linear. But the ability to connect intuitively, like I, like I yeah. do. I like that expression, by the way. It's sort of like the, the matrix, right? Because yeah. I can see all the things that I didn't see before. Yeah. And it's so easy. And for other people, you know, they'll say, gosh, you're such a great connector. How do you do it? You know, and it, it is, it's a learned thing. It's like doing one push up first and then a couple. Yeah. You have to work I, at it. Yeah. And I'd have to go way back to figure out how that all happened. But you know, it's, uh, it's something that just becomes very natural. So if you can work on the beginning, it yeah. can become something very natural for you that can help you in every aspect of your business. I'll share this with you just uh, from, uh, from being in an in-person meeting. One of the things I talk about as I'm looking at you right now focused is obviously the importance of eye contact in these things and avoiding the giraffe syndrome. 
The giraffe syndrome is you start looking at somebody and in that room, somebody walks right behind you in the middle of the conversation. No, you start stretching out your neck and looking into that direction, right? Like looking over them or around them, try to see that. And there's nothing more disconnecting than when you're trying to engage and connect with someone. So what I will say is those skills of being focused in the moment is really important. And I say this, that doesn't only apply to those networking social situations or business growth meetings. This, as a leader in your organizations, this is important. Mm. When you're talking to people who work for you or within your room, you start picking up a device and start texting on the device while you're actually in a conversation with someone. Is there anything more horrifying? Because someone now is not appreciating you in that moment. Great leaders I have conversations with, and I say, the more connected you are and connecting your world to your people, the more connected and supportive they're going to be to your cause to grow that world. Because that company is a brand and representation. So think of those things as you're connecting as well. I love that. I love that. Okay, so let's go back to safe. So in yeah. the Okay, so, so we hit the E of the empathy. We, we hit fearless mindset. We already covered yeah. that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other two pieces are the, the hard gel pieces, but they're the glue. Okay. The A is authenticity. No kidding. Let's, let's call it this way. It's really as simple as this. If you are not genuine, mm-hmm. if you are dishonest, if you do things that break away from something, your worlds are never going to connect because we know that that is what crumbles. It is the linchpin for the connecting core. Not being who you really are in the moment and that coming out when you try to connect with someone and that isn't really it. You tell someone a lie, you oversell your capabilities in a sales pitch, you say you do something when you really don't, Uh, you say things are doing great, but they're really not, and now you're trying to figure all those things out. The more open and honest you are with somebody, it's where you're going to do it. I I make it really simple. Open, honest, and from the heart in every connection you try to make. And that might sound a little mushy for your business people out here, but the reality is, is that is how you need to be to be a master connector. So everyone talks authenticity and they use it to the end. And I think it's overused. Yeah. I will say it's so overused because it's a given. It is table stakes as it relates to it. Mm -hmm. And understand that that A has to be rock solid. And if you recognize this part, when you don't have your A in your safe, doesn't matter how good the other letters are. doesn't matter how empathetic, how fearless, and we'll get to the S in a second. All of those things are there. Now let's get to the S. Yeah, I yeah, call it. I, okay. I call it your super why, but it's really your superpower. Mm-hmm. Jen, we spoke about this. Don't we love the superheroes? Don't we love those Marvel super movies, like all the you know the all those uh, the the Avengers and and Iron Man and Hulk and all those guys? But what we really love are the stories when the superheroes discover their superpower. Right. When we learn what their superpower is. When Spider Man first learns he could climb walls and. Yeah, or shoot webs or whatever it is. Stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. And everybody finds their superheroes. We are amazed because, by the way, we want to hang out with superheroes. If we could hang out with people who are superheroes, I could go to a networking meeting. I could point and be like, hey, there's Joe over there. That guy shoots laser beams from his eyes. Right. And, there's, and there's Jen over there. She's yeah. the fastest person in the world. And there's my friend, Jen Duplessis, who's maybe one of the best business social networkers you'll ever run into, the intuitive connectors, right? These are real skills that are incredibly powerful that we have. I opened when you asked me the show, Lou, you know, tell us a little about you. And I lead and always lead with my superpower. 
Right. I was put on this planet to work with the most amazing companies, leaders, and brands to help them thrive through the power of connecting. That is what I do every single day. That is my purpose on this planet. That is what I'm going to do is connect as many people as I can and show them how they can do it as well. My superpower is helping to embody others. When you lead with your superpower, when you define your why, your super why you're on this planet, mm-hmm. people want to connect with you for that reason. They want to know your superhero power. That's the super link of your connecting core. Yeah. So I share with your listeners, it's kind of hard to figure out what your superpower well, is. Well, that's what I was just going to ask you is how, how do we find out our superpower? How do we figure that out? Is it just our passion or is it? Something that we receive information from people on that says, you're always this, you're always that, and I love you because of, I and mean, where, where do we get the superpower information? Well, the short, easy answer is that all your listeners should hire me to come speak at their organization so I could share my <laughs> connect to thrive <laughs> method. That's right. Um, <laughs> but if you want a little teaser for that, part of finding your, your super why is, is within you and it's within your core connected network. Now, I do this little exercise, which is a lot of fun, and you, your listeners can do it too. Write down on a piece of paper the five to seven words that you think describe you, what you believe you are to other people. Mm-hmm. Write them down. Write them down on a piece of paper. Put them on a card. Put them on a piece of paper. Write them and put it in a drawer. You're then going to go out and use the wonderful internet highway here, and you're going to send emails specifically to those in your world the ones that you know really well. Send them to about five to seven people. That's a good number that are in that. I'm going to give one caveat. You do not send them to family members. (laughs) You don't send them to your spouse. You don't send them to your kids. You certainly don't send them to your mother. So you send them to people that are within your business, your personal network, and you ask them to do the same thing. Come back with those five to seven words that you think. Watch what happens as they come in. Look at those words. Once they've all come in from the network that you really trust and know that knows you well, go pull out the piece of paper that you have. Mm-hmm. The real question is, are your connected words and values connecting with others? Is your true superpower, which others see in you, the one that you see in yourself, you know that when they match up and you found the overlap of where that is, you're on your way to defining exactly how to come up with what your superpower is. Because that means that you yourself know what you're strong for and what others see you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you how much I love this. (laughs) Okay. I actually did this about eight, nine years ago. I said, I was trying to figure out my brand. Right. And I was saying, okay, so this is what I think I am, but, but is that the case? So I sent out emails to a handful of people and said, if you could describe me in, you know, five words or, or not five words, but give me five words that describe me. And I got back. And by the way, this is an authenticity thing. I got back things like, oh my gosh, you're such a connector. You're so giving. You always want to help people, right? I got all these things. And by the way, these are things that I knew was me, right? And all the wonderful, wonderful little accolades, nothing bad except for one. One came back and said, well, you're this, that, and the other, and you're not present. That was a word he used for me. So this exercise is incredibly important because yeah. I picked up the phone, called him and said, Chip, what do you mean? And he said, well, what I, I mean- I had a friend named Chip. I like that. You? Yeah, yeah. I said, Chip. <laughs> Shout out to Chip. Okay. Hey, Chip. <laughs> so Chip Steinmetz. That's his there name. He, he used to own a real estate company. 
And I said, Chip, I said, what, you know, I got this and I got it. I have to talk to you about it. What do you mean by it? And he goes, well, you're always there. You're always at events. I see you everywhere. You're always everywhere. But then when you're, when you have a conversation with someone, it's all this superficial stuff. Mm. You're like running around like a little, a little bumblebee trying to find some, some uh, pollen somewhere. It's like a little visit there and a little visit there and there and there. You got a lot of giraffe heads going on. Yeah. 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 And I said, well, I was having an event because I was coming up with all the excuses. Right. Well, I was having an event. I want to make sure I got to everybody, right? It's kind of like a wedding. And he said, you know, the thing is, he goes, if you can just stop and have four or five conversations right. that mean something, the other people will see that you're having those conversations. So and that's going to, you know, draw them to you. So your point a few minutes ago about eye connection and stuff like that, uh, if, you, if you do, you're listening, you need to come and watch because I'm very, very connected. And I'm very not, I don't look anywhere else. I'm yeah. very focused. I'm very present. And I had to learn that skill. I mean, that, so I'm saying that it, it could be that it's finding your flaw in your superhero suit. Yeah, it could be. Look, I wouldn't, right? say, it's your, I wouldn't say it's your kryptonite. But what I can tell you is that every superhero has a weakness. Yeah. And, what, that's, and what they do is they figure out how to strengthen around that weakness or how to grow and develop it or work or, or, or eliminate and stay away from it. And, and those are the things that, by the way, doesn't make us dislike those superheroes anymore. In fact, we kind of like the fact when we understand where people are good at certain things and maybe where they're not. Yeah. We don't expect superheroes to do everything. Right. We know that we expect them to do something really well, and that's what we want to engage them with. That's what we want to hire them for. That's what we want to go to them for when we need them most. Yeah. I love, I joke about this, like we know that in the medical profession, there are doctors and ER doctors who are really good at those emergency situations and that situation that's there. But we also don't want them operating on our brains when we have a brain right. surgery. They're not neurosurgeons, right? Exactly. And, and not necessarily plastic surgeons either, you know, right. to make me look so good every morning. So anyway, these are the things that we recognize people for, for, for that. When you clearly know that for some other people, it makes it easier for you to connect with other people. It's not limiting all the things that you do. You may do a lot of other things, but people want to connect with you for that thing you do the best. Yeah. 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 No, I love, I love that. And I think that's okay. You know, if you're going to do this exercise, if someone comes back, you know, and ask people to be authentic with you, yep. you know, don't just say, don't give me all the good stuff. Yeah. Be real. Come be real with me. Yeah. Biggest thing I'll tell you, um, and from a business point of view for your leaders out there, it is so important to address the 800 pound gorilla in the room immediately, right? Yeah. This is the real test of authenticity. Mm -hmm. And because you know, you may have like an agenda item about 15 things to do. I've got one of these meetings coming up next week. It's literally a laundry list of stuff that would be relevant once we've addressed a very big issue with, at, at hand. Yeah. What I think people appreciate for those that are great connectors, which means they're great leaders and those that thrive, these are people that are able to tackle the big issue at that point and pick the priority that's most important. It's a great super skill to have because what that's doing is that's connecting everyone on the same page to an issue that they all need to get to. So all these connecting skills, which you may think might be re related to how you meet other people or get yourself hired for a job or even hire someone, 
All those skills are very relevant in how you lead and manage your issues, your problems, your challenges in your business as well. You're connecting to these issues and that's the commonality that you have in your work world within your sphere. Yeah, I call that having adult conversations with adults. Because a lot of times with that fear, right? Like that. that fear comes in and it says, I don't want to talk about it. And you yeah. know, that's like Brian's, Brian Tracy's book, Eat That Frog, right? Yeah. And it's the same, it's the same, you know, premise I think, is. I think it's on my shelf over here. Is it, I know. I, I love that book. Um, I actually just gave, I had a little, uh, what do you call it? Stuffed frog that I had on my desk forever. Oh, that's stuffed awesome. Frog. You know, just remind me, eat the frog, eat the frog. And I just <laughs> gave it to my youngest grandson. <laughs> so I just gave it to him and said, here you go. Now you get the frog um, because I've overcome it now. I don't need to have it in front of me. But, that, you know, that uh, I think that what happens is as, as adults, we do start, we don't want that confrontation or, yeah. you know, we, we think it can be just smoothed over or under the rug. Yeah. Just have an adult conversation with adults. It's those, those same issues in tackling those fears and knowing how to spin through them. Knowing, look, we have to wear the fear and feel, understand what it feels like, but that fearless mindset is going to move us through it. Okay. I know I don't want to have to deal with all my expenses and my bills right now. By the way, I've seen this. I, I do this. It's, it's weird. Avoidance. There's, well, avoidance, but what I actually do is I have a clear day in the month that I tackle everything. And that just, it just is my efficient way. So get it over with. The feeling, I actually on that day get excited now for it because I know that when I'm done with it, it's going to be like, Oh, okay, that's off the shelf. Now I go have to go make money next month and figure out how to do next time over. So yeah, you have to, we're human. And as great connectors, these skills and feelings and way we need to be, that's what we want to connect with anyway. We want to show that humanity piece. So you don't have to be as amazing and stage present as Jen Duplessis is all the time. You can just be a regular person every day doing your stuff and still thrive and connect in your own world and way and do a really great job of doing it. Yeah, and I think, you know, really important point here, connect with your kids, connect with Oh, yeah. Kids. You know, I was, I was uh, thinking about this. I was talking to someone a couple of months ago, and oh, I know what I was doing. I was at a retreat, and we all had to hold hands, right? And so men were holding hands with men that they didn't know, and women, you know, with men, and all this stuff, and we were holding hands, and we had to look in each other's eyes. Oh, yeah, you and I did really that. Quite, and what's that called? I, I can't think, there's a name for this, this uh, activity, but and I've done it several times and you just look in their eye and look in their eye and people trying to move, you know, each eye back and forth and you can't look away. And it's really awkward, you know, when you first do it. And then you're supposed to, you know, say what I see in you. Right. Yeah. And I realized how long has it been since I've actually looked in my husband's eyes, mm. you know, because it's good morning. Good morning. I got my coffee. Goodbye. Goodbye. What time will you be home? Can you get this? Can you get that? Hey, honey, what's what I, you know, do you want, what do you want for dinner? right? It, it, there's just not a lot of eye connecting. Yeah. And that's something that we started doing recently was just, let's just connect and see how our day went, right? And we've, we've cried, we've laughed, we've giggled, you know, we go, oh, this is so stupid. But then we've also sat there and cried and realized that there's some pain between us. And I think that's really important to get those things out. And I'm not suggesting you do it all in a work environment, but I'm saying with your family, please make sure that you're really connecting with your family, not yeah. just in the room. We do something in our home and that is as much as we can, we try to all have dinner together. Yeah. I know that sounds like a touch point. Some people do breakfast, some people do take dinner. a time of day. Yeah. It's that chance to just and actually, hey, what's going on in your day? What do you, you know, what do you want to talk about? What do you not want to talk about? Laugh stuff, bad stuff, uncomfortable stuff. Right. Uh, you know, and My that's 
My son does something called high low buffalo. What was the high? Oh, I've heard this. That's a good. It's a good high of your day. What's the low of your day? And what was unexpected? I like that. Exciting, right? And kids do it. You know, was you know for the listeners here, um, I I hit all. It was um, I woke up a little tired. I got excited because I knew I was going to be on Jen Duplass's show. <laughs> and the unexpected thing was, I'm like, I'm on right now. I got to go run and go, go chat with her now because I totally missed it on my calendar. But I'm here. And I'm excited. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even need the rest of my day. My high-low buffalo has been achieved. So. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, Lou, what are some parting thoughts you want to leave with everyone? And I know that you, you know, definitely have some opportunities. So, how do people connect with you as well? So, I'll do the connection piece on how they connect with me. You can find me anywhere in social media at Thrive Loud. You also can go to thriveloud.com where you can find the Thrive Loud podcast and links to my page, uh, loudiamond.net, but that all links together on Thrive Loud. Yeah. So everywhere that is, and definitely check out, I think the episode for Jen drops in mid-December of 2019. So you could hear her on my show, which is pretty awesome because we get to hear her whole story and what her <laughs> world is all about. And uh, I guess my lesson I do this often. It's the sign off for what I do on the Thrive Loud podcast, which is be brief, be bright, be gone. Be brief in your messages to run through what you want to connect with people. Try to be as smart as you can and come up with that piece of brilliance that can really help connect and make someone's day. And be gone doesn't mean drop them like a mic drop, but that means be gone and take it to the next level, move onward and upward, which is what thriving is all about. So be brief, be bright, be gone would be my message to your listeners. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Lou, for joining us today. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And I know we're going to have all kinds of other conversations, but it just means a lot that you took the time to come and be on the show for us and, and to provide the wisdom that you just did because it was absolutely wonderful. I always learn from you. And that's what I love hearing. This is more of a pleasure for me than it is for you just to hang out with you at any point in time. And to your listeners, uh, you got a great host here. She rocks. Jen Duplessis, oh, one you. of my faves, one of my thank peeps. You. <laughs> thank you. So those of you that are listening again, please give us a five-star rating and give us a review. We want to get your feedback as much as possible. And thank you so much for listening and taking time out of your day to move from success to significance in your life. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.